0: Hello, my name is Nadia Muzikina, and I'm a program director on the Central and Eastern Europe team at the National Democratic Institute. I will be your host for this DemWorks podcast. I would like to point out that this particular podcast is being recorded via Skype while I am in Berlin and our guest is in Chisinau, Moldova. NDI has highlighted the vital role that young people play in driving democratic development in their respective countries. Today's episode will feature Natalia Slipuchin, an activist and leader from Moldova. Natalia is a founder and the current president of Primaria Mea, a Moldovan non-governmental organization, which is the first citizen-led effort to monitor the decision-making process in the local public administration of Moldova's capital, and thereby facilitate the development of a more transparent and citizen-friendly administration. Prior to her work there, Natalia worked in the Parliament of the Republic of Moldova and with various political campaigns. She also had the opportunity to work in the office of a Massachusetts state legislator as part of the Professional Fellows Program, which is sponsored by the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Education and Cultural Affairs. One of Natalia's new roles, however, is as a member of a newly established European democracy youth network, EDEN, which is a network of political and civic leaders or change makers, as we like to call them, who are committed to advancing and sustaining democratic values. These young people who hail from post-Soviet states were born after the fall of the Berlin Wall and represent a new generation of leaders looking to find their own narrative. Natalia is one of the members of the EDEN governing body, the Leadership Council, and is serving as the Treasurer and Partnerships Officer. The network is a joint project of the National Democratic Institute and our partners at the International Republican Institute with support from the U.S. Agency for International Development. Natalia, thank you for joining us for this podcast.
1: Hi, Nadia. Uh, thank you for this opportunity.
0: My first question to you is, you have been engaged in civic activism for many years, resulting in the founding of Primaria Mea. What made you want to get involved as a young person?
1: Thank you for your question. Uh, a short answer to that would be building bridges, like literally. It was back in 2014 when I saw the announcement of uh, a youth program uh, implemented by NGI Moldova called Challenger. It was saying that the participants will be helped to identify a local issue and uh, to take steps to solve it. Uh, with their communities. And back then I was living in Durgesht, which is a small town near to And there was this broken bridge uh, over which I was passing daily. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to learn and to do something to fix that bridge. And I joined the, the program. Uh, we managed during um, half a year to engage our community and local authorities to fix that bridge. So, years lately, we, together with other alumni of the program, founded Primaria Maya, which is a non-profit and non-political organization that promotes democratic participation of citizens and politicians in the local ma- uh, making decision processes. So, basically, now we are building bridges between citizens and authorities.
0: Thanks. That's very interesting. And since you've established Primaria Maya. Uh, do you feel like you've seen a greater engagement from citizens uh, in local decision-making? Absolutely.
1: Um, if To compare how it was in 2015 when we started this, like it was a, a dark place, the city council, like nobody knew what they are doing and uh, there wasn't any public talk about what's happening there. And now we see a lot of young people engaged in uh, watching the city hall um, uh, seating, the council sittings, and uh, giving their comments uh, via Facebook or participating in public discussion organized by the, the city hall. And uh, I, I, I don't know if maybe it's because I now I'm paying now more attention to that, but I feel a very big difference in this regard.
0: What are some of the ways uh, that you are reaching out to young people to make sure that they're engaged?
1: Uh, we have uh, different uh, um, different fields wh- how we work. So first of all, it's informing them uh, about what's happening in the city hall and the decisions. Uh, the second part is uh, involving them in the uh, consult- public consultation and we are, uh, Basically, we are posting the, via Facebook uh, all the important information and ask people to give uh, their opinions and feedback on um, on different issues. And we are also organizing offline events, uh, inviting representatives from city hall and uh, uh, citizens to discuss different uh, different uh, local problems.
0: So, would you say that? Uh after founding this organization and getting more citizens involved, uh, that the local uh, officials have been fairly responsive? What has been their reaction?
1: First of all, they, I think they treated us not very seriously. They may be told we are just another young enthusiast uh, who will do something for several months, and after that uh, they will stop it. But because we were perseverant, now um, th- they started not maybe to, to treat us if uh, they treat us better, but um, not they, how to say they're not so open, um, because they saw we are making uh, we are publishing some information which are not maybe very um, good to, to be known by, by citizens yeah. in their opinion so they if firstly they were very happy like yeah yeah we'll give you whatever you want after that they started maybe to hide and not answer to our question and but as I, as i said uh, we are perseverant and uh, we didn't stop so now it's kind of hard for them to hide
0: okay and what are some of the changes you've been able to drive in your community as a result of the actions that you take?
1: We see now more uh, councilors um, open to discuss to to citizens. Um, I think now we, we have elections now in, uh, um, in three weeks and um, I see a lot of people uh, taking seriously the role of a councillor and they're starting informing themselves about who are the candidates on the list, what they did in the past, how um, they kept their promises. We, we, in Last year, we, we made a, a report of activity of the City Council. It was the first report uh, ever made and uh, we had the information about the activity of uh, the fractions from the city council. Uh, and we got like, a lot of people uh, reading that and uh, understanding what the councilors um, are doing there and how they um, keep their electoral promises.
0: That's great. And then, with elections coming up, um, do you have anything planned, any activities, any actions?
1: Yes, uh, we are uh, carrying out a get-out-the-vote campaign right now. Uh, via a uh, professional survey, we identified five most important problems for um, uh, Chisinau residents. And uh, we are asking the uh, candidates to give solutions on, on uh, these five priorities. Uh, and during the last uh, weeks of the campaign we will get we will um, conduct offline campaigns or offline activities to inform citizens which are uh, the candidates solutions for the most impro- important problems and would encourage them to vote accordingly uh, to these solutions uh, and not just for the I don't know the party or the The person, but what they really can do regarding this problem
0: and what are the five priorities that you identified and and how did you identify those as the priorities uh,
1: we we had a collaboration with a sociological company and the five priorities were the bad roads the quality of roads and the sidewalks mm-hmm. the second the second one is the um, uh, lack of clean, cleanness uh, because like our cities, there, there are a lot of dirt in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, on third place was the public transportation. Uh, next is the how the city looks. So the building, the way the buildings look. And uh, on uh, place number five, it was the corruption corruption in
0: local public education arguably corruption uh, uh, eliminating corruption would fix the other four problems
1: yes this maybe corruption may be a cause of the other problems
0: when, when you say how the buildings look do you mean the state of the buildings as in they're falling apart or just the aesthetic you know whether they need to be cleaned or something like that
1: um, what people said is that um, there isn't um kind of plan um, based on which our city should be built uh-huh. because uh, there are different buildings which are um, old and beautiful maybe but they are not uh, repaired or maybe falling apart and next to them there might be some new, brand new uh, skyscraper or something like that and it doesn't
0: have an aesthetic look I see so a little bit of of city planning uh, and figuring out how to make it work for for the capital right Hello, my name is Derek Mitchell, and I'm president of the National Democratic Institute. For more than 35 years, NDI has been honored to work with thousands of courageous and committed small-D Democrats around the world to help countries develop the institutions, practices, and skills necessary for democracy's success. During that time, we have conducted programs in more than 150 countries, and today operate in over 70 countries and maintain more than 50 offices globally. To learn more about NDI or to sign up for our monthly newsletter, Please find NDI.org on your web. So you are clearly one of the leading youth activists, I would dare say, uh, in your city and obviously in the country. Um, So what role can and perhaps should uh, young people play to support democratic development in their countries from your perspective, particularly if we're looking at post-Soviet states like Moldova?
1: I think uh, societies in post soviet countries, due to our history, are not used to participating in public life. Uh, we don't feel like we can decide the fate of a public space or influence somehow or a bill or a country strategy. And uh, our societies, I think, we are used to that there is someone somewhere who decides all that for them. Uh, I think the role of the young people is to counter this mindset by demonstrating through their own example that things can be made differently, that citizens shouldn't wait for someone else to solve the issues, but to get involved and, as I mentioned before, to go and fix that broken bridge.
0: But how do you address the issue of apathy? You know, if there is a feeling that, well, somebody else will solve it for us, how did you? how would you change the mentality?
1: Uh, I think young people nowadays are uh, being so connected to worldwide and see young activists uh, acting and uh, obtaining different changes in their society, they get motivated uh, on that. And even though there always would be uh, a different uh, somehow apathy in the society, uh, it's important to for these people who are doing something to not lose their faith and to be patient and uh, go on with uh, their fight for their causes and be sure that this will motivate another young people to get
0: involved. Is civic education something that is common in schools in Moldova? Uh, Yes, we
1: have um, this object, uh, but I don't I think we have um, enough good, well-prepared uh, teachers for that. Because to teach civic education, you have to be um, just to, to know how it works, to get maybe yourself involved in some activities. But in Moldova, um, uh, we have a big, a huge problem with um, with te- teachers. We don't have enough teachers because they also are not very well paid and um, maybe a a big problem with civic education in school is the the quality of uh, of people who teach that.
0: And are there then other civil society organizations, local or international, that are filling that gap? Sure, sure. This
1: is the, I think, um, one of the most important roles of civic um, organizations in educating citizens on uh, democracy, how it works, how they should, uh, how citizens should be responsible for the places they live and for their communities. And definitely uh, we we have very good organizations which are doing that.
0: Given that Moldova has had a little bit of a slow uh, progress in its democratic growth since the dissolution of the Soviet Union. And now knowing that we have activists like you and a lot more young people taking part um, in the life of their country, when you look at your country and even the region 20 years from now, what do you imagine? What do you see? Um, What kind of changes do you think will be made? Uh, Or maybe what kind of changes would you like to see made? Um, I imagine um, in 20
1: years, A moment when all the people like from our countries that left our countries uh, and families in search of a better life would come back, uh, would have beautiful life in the place they were born. But at the same time, nobody would be forced or impeded somehow by any boundaries or other limits to travel or establish in uh, another place. I am giving people traveling freely around the globe because I think we are all citizens of the planet and uh, we should be able to enjoy this privilege. And most important, I see people uh, forming stronger communities and being able to make their voices heard and represent their interests at all levels of decision-making processes. I think people should uh, learn more and uh, I want to, to see that the people uh, understand that they can change their communities and uh, collaborate and discuss more about it.
0: I think those are really great goals to have. And I have no doubt that you are going to be one of the people driving some of those changes.
1: I think there is no doubt in my mind that the United States is much better off and our people are much better off when in fact there are more countries that are democracies that share our values that want to help their people we the american people um, are able to live in a safer world are able to have more friends and allies if there are democracies you can discover more about risk-taking women going forward through our DemWorks videos and podcasts <music>
0: Looking at your own life, where would you like to see yourself in 20 years? Do you think you might ever run for office?
1: Uh, I'm not sure about it because, uh, as you mentioned uh, uh, at the beginning, in the introduction, I was actually involved in politics, but somehow during uh, these experiences I, I understood and that my place is on the other side, so in
0: civil society. And uh, for now, I see me staying here. And I think that's actually really important because as we know, civil society and politics function, function hand in hand in, in democratic countries. So I think uh, the role that you play as somebody who keeps political leaders in check is just as important um, as those who uh, sit in elected office. And I want to pivot just a little bit uh, to Eden, um, you know, and, and the network that you've recently joined. And I wanted to ask you why you were interested in joining Eden. What was it that attracted you to it?
1: Uh, first of all, as I mentioned before, I had a, previously a very nice and productive interaction with NDI Moldova. And I thought that if it's coming from them, it should be fine, great. And I was right, actually. Um, then I didn't know much about the plans for this network, but I really liked the idea of being able to share experiences with people of approximately my age, coming from countries which face similar issues and who are trying to consolidate democracy. I th- because I think, in order to achieve results, there is no need to reinvent the wheel, and it's always better to learn from others' mistakes. That's why I uh, somehow decided very quickly that I would accept this
0: opportunity. Well, some say that it's just another youth program, another youth network, and there are already so many, so what's the big deal about it? As a member of this network and now also one of the network's leaders, what do you think makes EDEN stand out? What do you think makes it so different from potentially all other networks that exist?
1: A main difference, uh, and at the same time uh, strength that I see in India, is that our members are representatives of both civic and political fields. So as you mentioned, the civic and political should work hand-on-hand uh, in, uh, in democratic societies. And uh, during our interaction so far, and work together with our members, I understood that uh, we as civic and political leaders who might sometimes have different views or approaches We all can see and act beyond our differences in order to achieve a greater good. And as long as we have uh, common values and act according to the principles we agreed on, we can do uh, good things. That's why I think for us, for Eden, our values are not just some beautiful words written on our member cards. And this is what I like uh, the most in this network.
0: Well, that's definitely powerful. And I know that we're just starting out with this network and all of you have just met recently and are getting to know each other and sharing experiences. But looking ahead, uh, in five years or 10 years, what do you see as a vision for the network's future?
1: I see this network as a a bridge again. I'm talking about bridges, uh, um, which will connect different uh, parts of uh, of the world uh, by giving the possibility to sharing the experiences and uh, to help each other in achieving uh, better results in our democratic path. So I think in five years we will grow uh, not only quantitative, numeric, but also
0: qualitative. And do you feel like you may want to stay engaged for a very long time? Uh, would you like to potentially stay within the leadership of the network and help drive it forward? If uh, our members
1: will want this, I, I definitely will. Because uh, for now, I think we, we had a great, uh, great time together and uh, we did a great work. Uh, maybe for the beginning, even if something may go a little bit slow, but these are the, this is a normal process and uh, I definitely would be ready to get more involved for
0: make this thing work. Thanks, Natalia. And maybe one final question. And this is a bit of a big question, but if you could give advice to peers in your country, your region and even around the globe, what would you say? I would advise
1: young people who are fighting for a cause to equip themselves with a lot of patience because uh, important changes do not happen quickly. It takes time and courage. But I can guarantee that the results will make them happy and will offer sufficient motivation to go back in the fight and fight for more. And uh, also for my peers around the globe, I would advise them to come to Moldova, visit us, because we have a difficult country, good people, and obviously the best
0: one. <laughs> That's very, very true. Thank you so much, Natalia, uh, for this great discussion, uh, for those great words of advice, and for joining us for this podcast. Uh, thank you to our listeners for joining us. Please share DemWorks, both our podcast and our videos, on social media to amplify the voice of those democracy heroes. For more details about NDI and its work, please go to NDI.org. And while you're there, sign up for our monthly newsletter. I'm Nadia Muzikina, and this has been DemWorks. Thank you for listening.